Have you ever found yourself frustrated or angry or super excited because something turned out the way you wanted it to, didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, or you can't figure out what's going on? I think we have to step back and look at those principles that have got us there in that situation. Welcome to Adulting Decrypted, where we prepare young adults to become powerhouses for life. We're your hosts. I'm Gideon. And I am Ashton. I'm Roscoe the dad who got hot and took off his sweater, and these guys are giving me a hard time about it. There's only so many clothes you can take off, apparently. Yes, please. Don't take off any more than what you've already taken off. Thank you. Today we have a special guest with us to talk about principles. We have Xane Anderson. He's recently released his book, What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. And he also is the host of The Principal Podcast. Welcome, Xane. We're excited to have you. Thank you. Glad to be on the show. Thanks, guys. So, Xane, part of what what got us started on this is find ourselves in a situation that we're going, how did I get here? What, What happened? What did I, what caused this result? And I thought it was interesting. I had a conversation with you a couple uh, weeks ago, and you said, "Oh, it's all based on principles." So explain, explain your thinking here. Sure. Well, one of the things that I think is super important to to learn when you're, um, well, just learning to be an adult or learning to to do anything in life is to understand that principles control the consequences to our choices. So, a lot of people think they can do whatever they want, and but then they, they, they wonder later, like, why am I not getting the results I want? Well, let me give you an example about how this works. So we'll just start with one principle that most people are familiar with, almost everybody, is the principle of gravity. Gravity works where I'm at. It works where all of you are at. It works on the other side of the world. It works out. I mean, gravity is Even everywhere. our Australian listeners. Australian listeners <laughs> in Europe, Africa, Asia, Antarctica. In fact, gravity is even out in outer space. I mean, gravity is what keeps the the moon going around the earth. It keeps the earth going around the sun. Even millions of miles away, gravity, I mean, there's clusters of galaxies spinning around, held together in a cluster by gravity. It's everywhere. So this principle of gravity is way bigger than me. It's way bigger than you. It's way bigger than every human on the earth. And it's just there. And it's there whether you believe it is or not. I mean, can you imagine someone say, I don't really believe in gravity? I mean, it's there. <laughs> in the world um, we live in, I could, pro- I could probably yeah. see it happening. <laughs> well, so flat, flat earthers and no ga- zero gravity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, here's the thing. When you come in contact with any principle, you have two choices, in my opinion. You can either, one, align with it, respect it and align with it, or two you can ignore it to your peril. So let me, let's talk about aligning for just a second. How could, here's my question. How could you align with gravity to say, make you money? And I'll give you one example that I want to hear your answers. Okay. So here's my first example. I was in Vail, Colorado, not too long ago. Vail, Colorado has, um, ski resorts and people come from all over Colorado. They come from all over the United States, all over the entire world to come skiing in Vail. But what's actually happening when they get there? They show up to the ski resort, they ride up the lift, and they're pulled down courtesy of gravity. So these, these ski resorts are actually using gravity to make literally millions and millions of dollars because they've respected it, they've aligned with it, they've tried to make ski resorts out of it. What are some other ways that you can think that you could make money with gravity? 
Well, I thought of one for myself first. Is I, I do drumming, and literally we're playing with gravity the whole time. Because, you know, you throw the stick down in the drum, and the membrane head throws it back up. But then you got to bring it back down again, and you're just kind of playing with oh, that balance that. to get. To <laughs> That's get one I've different. never heard before. That's really yeah. awesome. <laughs> Thanks, that Ash. That's that awesome. <laughs> Any other ideas? Yeah. Well, a pretty obvious one kind of goes with the skiing with lift service. There's downhill mountain biking. Yeah. So the lift takes you up. You ride these trails back down, and it works for trail riding too. It's everything uses gravity. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. I love that. Thanks, Gideon. You know, in it. the supply chain industry. You have to move boxes around, and that's what they're they're called gravity fed conveyors because some of them defy gravity. I they take it up, and other ones are using slides and mechanisms to bring it down. So I think that that you can apply it in a supply chain, a logistic standpoint, but as well as as one of the fun ones I I thought of is a trampoline park. Oh you yeah, know, because but I I thought of the kids as <laughs> sticks after you mentioned the other one. <laughs> yeah. I've seen all these kids bounce like sticks off the drum. So if you could figure out how to put a drum head on it, they can make your music for you. Yeah. Oh, I love those. So we got trampoline parks, we've got mountain biking, we've got drumming, ski resorts. I could tell you like I've asked this question to a lot of people all over and I and people have said awesome. You, you guys are really creative, probably more creative than the rest of the people I've asked. But I'll tell you, I've, I've heard things like skydiving, bungee jumping. I really liked what you said, getting with mountain biking and drumming Ashton and, and the supply chain stuff. Thanks Roscoe. Like, um, but I mean, we could probably sit here all day and come up with a hundred ways to, to make money with gravity. I mean, I've, I've heard people say stuff that's really crazy, like plastic surgery, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just crazy stuff. But, um, uh, the point is, I can, you know, just in a few minutes here, we've come up with several different ways to, to make money with gravity. And not that money's, I mean, it's just one example. But what would happen if I'm careless with gravity? What would happen if I don't respect it and maybe I'm hiking around in, a, in an area with cliffs or something? What could happen? Well, if you're hiking around an area with cliffs, you have the potential to fall. Um, but for me, going back to my drumming example, like if we fright the gravity um, and we start creating unnatural movements, it actually causes things like uh, carpal tunnel. Um, oh, yeah. Because you're you're no longer you're expending too much energy. You're not allowing the uh, the stick to do the work, if you will. All right. Okay. That's yeah. It's interesting. I've never thought of it like that. Thank you. So yeah, I mean, so the the point is here, like. The principle of gravity, it's just there. And it's bigger than you and me. And if we respect it and align with it, we can do drumming, we can do mountain biking, we can do supply chain stuff, we can build a ski resort, we could make we could get a bunch of parachutes and start a skydiving company. We could use gravity to help us, or if we ignore it, we could fall off a cliff. Well, in life, in relationships, there are principles that are just as real and they're just as everywhere as gravity. And so my question is, what are they? Because if they really control the consequences to everything, it really pays to start thinking, what in the world are they? Cause I can, I can't, they're bigger than me. I got to, I want good results and I want to align with them. And here's a hint. Principles are not the latest fad they're not the newest book. They're not a coaching program. They're not the coolest podcast. Like you guys have a cool podcast. <laughs> Principles are stuff that are really, really ancient. And they've been around for a long time, just like gravity. So like when we're talking about human relation principles, any ideas like what you guys would say, these are human relation principles that are ancient. 
I would say the golden rule is probably you know a fairly ancient principle that's been talked about forever and ever. And and if I you don't know that. what the golden rule is, it's he with the most gold rules. <laughs> no, I don't that's know, one right? definition. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Roscoe. No, that's Roscoe, more on the right fin- on, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's more on the financial side. But what's the golden rule for real? Oh, you want me to? Okay. I don't care. The golden rule is to do do unto others as you want done unto you. Um, another principle that I thought of um, was how trust is a two way way street. You know, you can't can't give it without you know working for it. You can't you can't have it without working for it. All those sorts of things. Gosh, thanks, thanks, Ash, and thanks, Roscoe. Those are both awesome answers. Yeah, I, yeah, you're. Hello. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're currently listening to an episode of Adulting Decrypted. And let me just say thank you. My name's Ashton, one of the hosts of Adulting Decrypted, and I wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug. If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting. Because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, We have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and things just for fun. So, if any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, Hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially. Well, one of our first episodes, Season 1, Episode 3, How Do I Talk to People? That's where we talked about all how to talk to people. So if that's something you want right now, you can go find that right now. Also in this one, Season 3, Episode 15, The Power of a Humble Mediator where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor, also as a small theater owner. Some really cool stuff. So if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts, try adultingdecrypted.com and enjoy the rest of the episode. golden rule ancient timeless um trust like you gotta it's gotta be a two-way street you gotta live up to it um well i let's start on i could start on the golden rule really quick here about maybe the way it could help like i'll just tell you away the golden rule um by accident i I accidentally aligned with it and it helped me financially i'll tell you this so i was um i was at a bank once and i had this problem with my bank account and i'll tell you the problem problem was that I didn't put the money in when I should have so I was way in the red <laughs> I had bounced a bunch of checks bounced a bunch of things went through and I was I was significantly in the red with with a bunch of overdraft fees and so I went down to the bank and uh I was kind of embarrassed and and kind of like man I got to get this problem fixed and I went in and there was this guy named Jeff who helped me um kind of fix the problem and I put the money in like I should have before but what, and then he waived a bunch of these fees. So he, so I'm going to real quick, just so overdrawn on a check. That's back when you used to have to write a check, right? Instead of your oh, yeah. card being declined, 
you would get a you they would actually send the check back oh, to yeah. the sender <laughs> and say hey insufficient funds and so then the bank would charge you a fee and then the bank that originated the transfer of the the physical check would charge a fee so you could end up with like a fifty dollar fee for an eight dollar check Right, yeah. so so that's what Xenia's explained. <laughs> this is before Venmo. This is before. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask Ash, how, how many checks have you written? Um, not a lot. <laughs> I've okay. okay. written some, but not a lot. Gideon, <laughs> have you ever written a check? I've received, but I have not. Written. Okay, <laughs> no. so sorry. Giver, this is an give, ancient story. Receiver, sorry, guys. but not a giver. But I, I but, appreciate you guys making sure that I <laughs> that the listener knows where we're at. Yeah. So even though this is an old story, the the principle could still apply. <laughs> so I, this was many years ago, as you can tell, back when they're talk about time tested. <laughs> so yeah. thanks you guys for writing me in there. Anyway, I went down to this bank. My my account's in the red. I put I put money in the account like I should have. And this guy Jeff, he was really nice. He he waived a bunch of these bank fees that Roscoe said. So when you yeah when you write a check and you, it doesn't clear, they charge you. Um, and I was so grateful at the end, I just looked at him and I said, hey, can I get the email to your boss? And he looked at me kind of funny like, why do you want the email to my boss? I said, well, I'm just going to tell him how awesome you are. And uh, the way he reacted, I could tell he wasn't used to that. Anyway, I, wrote, I went home that night, wrote a quick email and said, uh, dear Mr. Branch Manager, had the opportunity of working with Jeff. He was very professional and helpful. And uh, I sent, you know, it took me maybe two or three minutes to write this email, but I copied Jeff on the email. So I wrote it to Jeff's boss, copied Jeff on it. Anyway, didn't think anything about it. Well, this was back in the days where you had to go go to the bank. There was actually a time when you had to go to the bank. And I, I went back to this bank about a week later. I'm standing in line. And uh, something happened that never happened to me before. I'm standing in line and somebody comes up to me. And it was not Jeff and it was not the branch manager, but somebody comes up to me and goes, Mr. Anderson. And it was, I was kind of surprised because they knew my name. And I'm in, I'm in a fairly large city, right? And they said, can I help you with your banking? And I'm like, well, sure. <laughs> they said, follow me. They took me back from the, the back of the line, brought me over to this desk, and um, they let me do my banking in front of everybody else. So you would have thought I had $10 million at the bank, which we all know I didn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and it happened again and again at this bank. Where I was like, oh, man. Well, I mean, I'd come in regularly and people would say, can I help you with your banking? And they'd let me do my banking in front of everyone else. Anyway. So so to the listener, to us, how, how would that principle apply? Where are some of those? And I think it's, it's being kind, being courteous, being letting somebody know that you care. Well, so if the principle is the golden rule, treating people like you want to be treated um, – what if I had ignored the golden rule? So I think I did treat, I, th I think I did treat Jeff the way I wanted to be treated, but I didn't realize back then I was even aligning with this principle. I was just trying to be nice and he was nice to me. But like, so I, in a way I aligned with the golden rule and it got me treated like a king at the bank. But what if I had ignored the golden rule? Remember you have two choices when you're, when you're uh, with principles, you can align or ignore. It's so like with, if we align with gravity, we can build us, you know, we can do drumming we can do, uh, mountain biking, those kind of things. But, but if I ignore it, I can fall off a cliff. And figuratively, if I'd gone into that bank and just said, I can't believe you messed up my account. I used to have money here and, and I, and I, you know, you charge me all these fees and I, you guys better fix it now, or I'm going to tell everybody what a bad bank you are. I could have acted like a bully and they may have fixed my problem in the short run. I mean, they may have, may have decided to do it, but in the long run, I would have been hosed. And the reason I would be hosed is because, I mean, 
do you think people would have said, hey, help that guy out? They probably would have been like, watch out for that guy. He's a time bomb and he's a little bit of a jerk. And by the way, because he's a jerk, make him wait longer. Would they have let me do my bank in front of her or anywhere else? And so ignoring that golden rule is like, same as like falling off a cliff, right? So obeying the golden rule, aligning with the golden rule got me treated like a king at the bank. If I would have ignored the golden rule, even if I got a short-term result in the long term, they would have treated me worse. Well, and I and I'm going to go take it one step further than that because you mentioned the bank, but it could have been it any. You don't know when you're going to see these people again. You don't know what kind of impression you're setting for future generations, for people that are around you, for people who observe it. They're going to say, "Wow, that guy got what he wanted because he threw a fit." Therefore, I'm going to copy his behavior, not realizing in the short term you got the win. But in the long term, what's the consequence of the result? And I think that's the hardest part with principles. Sometimes you can, you can, I'm going to, I'm going to use the word duck out of, of a principle, right? The consequence isn't as big or, or the result isn't immediate, you know? So, so when you do, when it does catch up to you, you're like, Oh, why did that happen? You know, like eating bad, consistently eating a steak every day is bound to drive my blood pressure up. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. it's bound to clog my arteries, but right. you don't see the result of that today, tomorrow, next week. But in you know whatever, whenever that quote unquote ticking time bomb is, it has to catch up if it if it's a real principle, right? And that's I think that's the struggle right now as we go through life. There are some things that we're going, you know, trust the science. And you're like, oh, yeah, but science is still being defined, and so so sometimes you get you get caught up in that debate. Where I would challenge the listener to step back and say what what principles still probably exist even if I'm not 100% bought into it? Does that mean, because I think the golden rule, somebody's now out there going, it's not the golden rule, it's it's above the golden rule. You've got to treat people the way they want to be treated. Well, I can't read your mind. You know, so the principle of, I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated, and then hopefully you see that. That's almost, yeah. And treating people the way they want to be treated is, kind of how you'd want to be treated too right well, you, sure, can, you can loop sure. it around the, sure yeah, yeah exactly. that, that's You're, you make that, an that's awesome where, point though, right? that's where so that principle it. can get in trouble if you over not not overthink it but but think you can cheat it right because you have cheated gravity right we've all gone oh that could end up way bad <laughs> i could right. and, and you're like wow i'm so fortunate but, and, the th- and the thing is there's other principles that can interact like you can jump off a cliff with a hang glider because there's aerodynamic principles that can interact with gravity right i mean um and that, maybe that's where that dynamic gets a little bit more complex is because there are so many relationships and things going on at the same time. I appreciate it. I was going to say one thing, Roscoe, one thing I really like that you said is like, you can't always see what's going to happen later. The little things are huge. And I really like super appreciated that. And maybe Can I share one more thing really quick here? And I'll, there was this, and I'll ask you this question. I know somebody named Daniel and Daniel was ex- accepted to Stanford's NBA program recently. I, it was kind of a big deal because after I was kind of impressed that he got. And by the way, one time I said Stanford MBA, and somebody thought I said NBA, like the National Basketball Association. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said the MBA. This is the Masters of Business, right? I'm glad you clarified because <laughs> yeah, I was on. You're the, thinking that I was the national. Yes, yeah. Oh, you're thinking it was the NBA. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I clarified it. <laughs> um, so he was, he got accepted to the Masters of Business at, at Stanford, and after I, I just thought, man, that sounds pretty cool, and I wouldn't actually looked it up, but I go, I went home and I. But I wonder how much how much that helps people in life. And I looked it up, and this was several years ago, but he, I found out that they make on average about 285000 a year in the, the fifth year after they graduate. 
And I went to the census and I looked up what the average American makes household. And at that time, it was about 55,000. So 285,000 and the average American made about 50,000. Well, that's a difference of about 230,000. In other words, because he went to Stanford five years after he graduated, so there's a good chance he'll make about 230,000 more than an average household. Well, you know, if somebody works another 30 years and they're making $230,000 more than the next guy, that's actually $6.9 million more over three decades. And and I thought to myself, wow, that's pretty intense that he might make $6.9 million more than the next guy. And I went and asked Daniel. I said, I went to Daniel. I go, hey, Daniel, what did you do to, so that you could get accepted to Stanford's MBA program? Because I'm thinking to myself, wow, he could make six, almost $7 million more. And th- his answer kind of surprised me. This is what he said. He goes, well, my dad taught me if I didn't understand something, I had to look it up in the dictionary. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, if you don't understand. I, so basically, if I didn't understand a word or something, I'd have to go look it up. And I'm thinking to myself, $6.9 million, look stuff up in the dictionary. I mean, what? And and I, and I said, so Daniel, like, tell me more, because I'm not sure I understand this. And he goes, well, I, I'd, I'd be reading a book for school. I wouldn't understand this word. I'd have to go look it up in the dictionary. And of course, I'd spend a minute or two and then I'd understand what they were saying. But then the real magic happened later because I'd hear it on TV or the radio, maybe a, nowadays a podcast, right? Right. Um, and I, now I knew what they were talking about, whereas before I wouldn't have. But he said, um, so it kind of became exponential. But I, I'm still thinking, okay, that, that makes a little more sense. But I'm still thinking like $6.9 million, look stuff up in the dictionary. And so I'm like, Daniel, was there anything else you did? Anything? And he just kind of looked at me funny like, he goes, well, I mean, sometimes I had to look stuff up in the encyclopedia. <laughs> so, I mean, really in his mind, what made him get accepted to Stanford was that he just looked stuff up. And I thought about that for a few years. A few, it took me a long time to think about it. But a few years later, I went back to him and I go, hey, Daniel, be honest with me. How, many, how much time were you spending looking stuff up in the dictionary? And he kind of goes like, he just kind of looked and he goes, well, I mean, not very much, maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes a day. I go, what was it on a bad day? And he goes, you know, gosh, maybe a half hour. So I went, I went back later and I did some math and I'm like, I added up a half hour for every day he was in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, all the way through middle school, junior high, all the way through high school, all the way through the first four years of college. And I, and I added up, I won't do the math here to save time, but I took all those hours and I divided it into $6.9 million. Do you have any idea how much money Daniel was making as a third grader looking stuff up in the dictionary per hour? What, you know what his hourly rate was? The, the it stunned was, silence. This, the, the, <laughs> let, let me tell you, this surprises people. $2,200 an hour. And by the way, that's a minimum. I got to tell you, the calculations I just gave you did not calculate the fact that he'll probably make more money than in year five. It didn't calculate inflation, which means it more. It could be as much as 10000 but it was at least $2,200 an hour. And when I tell people that, they're like, are you serious? So to Roscoe's point, Roscoe's like saying, you don't realize the little things. The reason I tell this story to you is because you may not think that the little decisions you make each day are a big deal. Like if I said, hey, go look stuff up in the dictionary if you don't understand a word, most of you would say, yeah, that makes sense. Or I can look it up on Google now. I mean, that was back when you had to look it up in the dictionary now. But like people don't realize that it might make way more.
more sense than you think, like $6.9 million worth of sense or $2,200 an hour worth of sense, right? And so, but, but then I thought, wait, principles control everything. What was the principle that he was aligning with? And sometimes I'll ask people this. Like, what do you think? What do you, what do you think the principle was that Daniel, like what, what ancient timeless principle that's just as real as gravity was Daniel aligning with? I mean, the first one I think of is knowledge is power. It's I love that. I've heard a lot. Yeah, that's, I'd love that. Yeah, my brain went to like the constant search for more knowledge. Constant search for like knowledge. I think you're exactly right. I think you're exactly right. I could call it something. Sometimes I call it something a little different. I call it the law of the harvest, but I think you're exactly right because you have this. So like this, and let me explain. So I think you're exactly right with knowledge is power. The law of the harvest just basically says if I plant seeds in the springtime, if you're a gardener, you're a farmer, you have to plant seeds. And if you take care of them, you, you know, you water, you weed it, you fertilize it. You do, and along the road, you can, down the road, you can have this big harvest. You can have a bunch of corn or a bunch of whatever. Well, Daniel, in the early days of his life, which is what most of these, most of you listeners here are, right? So you are, you're in a prime position, super prime position. Um, in the early years of his life, he was like, aligning with this law of the harvest where he's like, I'm going to make little decisions. And the little decisions later paid off to the tune of $6.9 million. Anyway, so. Thank you, XA. And I think that brings up a great point as far as another financial success, looking at a principle that, that is truly the law of the harvest is, is, and I think we've all seen it in our lives at different times. It's not just about, but he also got educational, right? So he got some emotional from that as well as growth and, and factors along those lines. So I appreciate that. Thanks, Roscoe. Any other thoughts on, on the principles that, and this is the pause, right? Is there any other principles we should hit on? Well, something, I mean, as far as observing principles, um, I, I went on a mission, a service mission, um, and something that I like to do with people is I would set a pencil on a table and I'd say, hey, check this out. I'm going to show you the coolest magic trick you have ever seen in your life. And they get pretty excited because missionaries are known for having some crazy weird talents. Um, and I did this to a family who had just met a missionary who was a street ma- uh, magician in New York. So they like super high expectations, right? <laughs> so I put yeah. this like yeah. this little yellow number two pencil on their table. I was like, you guys ready? Check this out. And I grabbed the eraser end and I just pick it up. I was like, did you see that? Like, this guy is insane. What the <laughs> heck? Like, um, and yeah. I was like, yeah, check it out. And I like, I was like, I'll do it again. You might've missed it. And I like, picked up from the eraser end again. Like, they're like, dude, what's your problem? <laughs> like, you're just picking up a pencil. Yeah. Um, and what I'd say to them is like, but the cool thing is, is when I pick up the eraser, I pick up the front of the pencil as well. And so the principle behind it is no matter what you, the same thing you've been saying this whole time, no matter what you do, there is a guaranteed consequence on the back end of that action. Yes. So if I pick up the eraser end of the pencil, the guaranteed consequence is I'm going to pick up the rest of the pencil. Even if I didn't want to, I was like, I just want the eraser. It doesn't matter because the rest <laughs> of the pencil is coming anyway because that's the basic principle. They're one piece. They're connected. Oh, I love that. That's so well said. Thanks, Ashley. That, like you said it better than I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, you pick up the pencil, you pick up both ends, right? Pretty much. So I can, so I can, so I can pick up the choice to be nice to someone and, and it will – hopefully it will most of the time result in good things coming back to me or I can choose to be mean, but the consequence I don't get to choose because I, because I pick up both ends of the pencil. That was awesome. 
Yeah, it reminds me of a little, uh, little Malachi in class one day. We were talking about consequences, and we all deem consequences as bad, right? Just inherently in the word consequence. The vast majority of the time we think, oh, the consequence is bad. And he raises his little hand and goes, you know, consequences are good and bad, Brother Allen. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You, you can know, have just, definitely good consequences, right? <laughs> you know, just out yeah. of the blue. So yeah. I, I like that. I like that example you used as well. I'm going to just throw some because we've talked about the dictionary. And I don't. if anyone has listened to our podcast for any amount of time, I love looking up definitions. Yeah. And so word debates. <laughs> word debates. We have a few of them. Word debates. But love it. Consequence definition is a result or effect of an action or condition. So it's just, it's, I mean, it's interesting to think about it like that because dead, you're right. I mean, the, the common view on it is that a consequence is, well, I parked illegally. I just got a parking ticket. Got towed. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've timely. had those consequences a lot. Um, but it's consequences truly just, a, it's a result based off of an action that takes place. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's yeah. I like it, it, just spinning off that. Uh, I'll just take, can I tell you one thing that just came to mind as you were talking? Please. So, you know, like these, these, con- these principles, they're super ancient. So like there's, th- there's stuff that you didn't invent. Like I didn't invent gravity, for example, right? It's been you around. Didn't? I wish I could say that I did, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> so what, um, what are some additional the, ones? Be, I mean, cause we caught, we talked about yeah. the, 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 do unto others, you know, we've talked about gravity. So we've talked about very black and white one. I think there's financial principles. I think there's, you know, emotional principles. What, what are some that you come across and talk about? Here's one that's really ancient. Um, honesty. So honesty, just being honest, right? Now I'll tell you a really quick story. I was, I was at working at this place and I, my job was to sell stuff. And there's this website that had hundreds of things for sale on it. And this guy calls me up and he goes, Hey, I'm thinking about buying this one thing. He goes, and then he asked me a really interesting question. He goes, would you buy it from you? And I'm like, the truth was no. I, I knew you could get it cheaper on Amazon. And, and I, and I luckily, I just, I just told him the truth. I said, you know what? I got to be honest with you. If you want this one thing, just go on Amazon. You'll get it cheaper on Amazon right now. And, uh, you know, a lot of people would say, well, it's your job to sell. And if, how are you going to make money if you don't tell, you know, try to sell these things? Well, it was really interesting because he did not buy that thing. He didn't buy it. But I think that something, because I wasn't kind of this pushy salesperson who, you know, sometimes salespeople get this this idea that they're dishonest and they'll say anything to get the sale. It was really interesting. By the end of the call, he'd made a massive, and I mean massive order of something else that I did feel good about. And I really attribute it to just uh, being honest with him. Right now, the, here's the bad news. If you're, if you're, Ignoring, remember, you have two choices. You can align with honesty or you can ignore honesty. If you align with honesty, you, your long-term results are people trust you. If you ignore honesty, people, especially those who are close to you, they start to find out, well, he's, that person, you know, he'll lie if he's put under pressure or whatever. And so just saying, you know, I'm just going to choose to be honest all the time. Even if it hurts me in the short run, I might not make that sale or I might get in a little bit of trouble or whatever it is, you know, in the long run, it really pays off. Um, and so, you know, golden rule, honesty, like being humble, humility, you know, it's it really interesting. Like think about humility. Um, humility is treating everybody like gold, not just people who are so-called important, 
right? So let, let me give you an example. Some people say, well, there's a senator or a congressman or a CEO, and I'm going to treat him important. But it was really interesting. Like, think about it, the bank with Jeff. He was what some people would consider the low-level employee. He wasn't very high on the totem pole. But he was the one who opened the door to getting me treated like a king at the, ba- at the bank. And I can tell other stories about that. Like, so humility, honesty, the golden rule, treating people like you want to be treated. Um, they're ancient stuff. They're stuff you probably learned about when you were a kid. But they're really the real stuff. So, so like, here's, here's an example. If, if any of you, have you ever been to a dam, like a hydroelectric dam? By the way, that's aligning with gravity, too. The, the water's going through the dam through gravity, and, it's, and they, make, they sell millions of dollars of electricity doing it. But if you're standing on that dam, you could feel the power. Like, it's just almost, it's like almost shaking, almost vibrating with just tons of power going through. That's what you feel when you align with principles because you can feel that, like, I've got something powerful helping me. Compare that to the panic you would feel if you fell off a cliff, right? In one sense, you're feeling like, ah, I've got these massive forces behind me helping carry me along wherever I want to go, or they're working against me. So much better to figure out, be honest, <laughs> align with the golden rule, have things that are as powerful as gravity taking you through life rather than just saying, eh, it doesn't matter. Or a lot of people say, that doesn't apply to me. But it's kind of like somebody saying, you know, gravity doesn't really apply to me. And that, you know. I believe I can fly and they jump off and gravity still takes over. Well, I appreciate that. And I, and, and so here would be the challenge that I'd, I'd ask the listener to, to think about is find out that area that's got you frustrated. It got you blocked, got you stuck. Something that's got you where you're like, I can't push forward. Think about what Xane is, is talking about and say, okay, what principle might I be violating? What, what principle is out there that I might be beating my head against? Because, the fact is, you can either align yourself with the principles and feel the power of the principle or fight against the principle and be taken um, and get the consequence, the negative consequences that follow with that. Even though it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, it will eventually catch up with you as You an said individual. that better than I could have. <laughs> Thanks, Roscoe. Tell us a little bit about your book so we can get that in. Oh, so, you know, my book is called What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. And one of the things that's really interwoven throughout the book is principles because I really feel like it's something that, you know, if I were to die tomorrow, I've got some young children, they, they don't really understand, you know, principles, and I want them to understand. So I, in my book, I write a lot about principles and how they um, – how they control consequences, how you can align with them um, or ignore them. And so, yeah, my book, it's, it's out on Amazon. It's called What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. Um, and I've got the funniest name ever. They, just so you know, uh, it's like you say it like insane, but it's exane. And they say it's Swedish. I've been to Sweden. Nobody in Sweden's named exane, not a single person. Um, my wife calls me ex. And I always joke around, it's probably not a good thing if your wife calls you ex. I'm my wife's ex, and we're <laughs> married, which is kind of odd. <laughs> um, but if you look, if you want to look it up on Amazon, my name is spelled E-K-S-A-Y-N. That's E-K-S as in Sam, A-Y-N as in Nancy. My last name is Anderson. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on our topics, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, 
or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at Adulting Decrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting dash decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. And we can't wait until next time on Adulting Decrypted. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on our topics, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting dash decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon.